Hey everyone, this is Grace uh, coming in during editing. Unfortunately, the first 13 minutes of the episode were terribly corrupted, and so I am popping in here to catch you all up to speed, and then I'll throw you back into the episode as we recorded it. At this point, after the brutal battle against those assassins, uh, Adrian has told us about a comet flying towards the dead center of the city. Uh, it is flaming and red, and it appears to be holding something inside of it. So in a desperate act to throw it off course, Gwyn has used the silver arrow and channeled through the dragon in order to hit it and keep it from doing whatever it is it's going to do. Some of her friends have at this point tried to help her, including Black Oak, who has made an appeal to the three, and I didn't roll very many sixes, unfortunately, um, but I'm not quite done yet, so I'm going to throw you in here, and I hope you enjoy the episode. Um, <coughs> could I use my dust breath to push the arrow along um. and assist and use that as a helping, a helping action? Yes, that would take the drag. It's so far up. Oh, okay. But you could use it. Mm. Or really, it, it will take anything that would give you a bigger enough bonus to extend the range that crazy far. Okay. So I've just figured the dragon, and it's an audacious thing to do, and you are a dragon. <laughs> Literal dragon, guide my arrow. Everything she spends is too. <laughs> How many uh, points do you have available to spend? How many soul? Nine. I'm suffering. So that would be four. Four. That's, um, I would keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah, I don't necessarily feel like I wasted an inspiration on that because it was an eight, I was able to focus, but it was less than ideal. It's up to you. <laughs> I'll go ahead and do it, because what I want to do, I don't have time for. Okay, so describe what you do. Um, so, uh, at this point, um, uh, Verendra will uh, see, you know, the character run off, hear uh, Black Oak's words, and see Gwen take aim with the arrow and fly. Mm -hmm. um, she, Verendra will move, maneuver around Gwen, and position her head in trajectory, like above Gwen's head, but in trajectory of the arrow, and um, release her breath to give it more propulsion and guide it to hopefully reach its target. Yeah, you take a huge deep breath and call on like the inner reserves uh, around your heart, it feels like is where it's coming from, not your belly. Um, you can have two feet. No, the heart is a different number of the three. And I'm going to use the dragon for my inspiration. Okay. One. Thirty-three plus your talent. 
Thank you. Thirty-three plus. Does that include this? No, this oh, is that's just 33. thirty-three. Okay, thirty-three. <clears throat> Uh, that would be 53. Okay. You're not re-rolling or anything? She can't I, anymore? I can't anymore. Oh, you did? That's all? That's all yeah. I can send. Okay. Um, 53, you said? 53. Okay. Because I'm suffering and I have no more soul. <laughs> yeah, that's the, like all of us. Smooth girl. <laughs> Alright, four more dice. Wait. Nothing. No sixes. Okay. Last beat. <sighs> you see what they're doing? Something audacious. She lets fly with like like silvery like dust and smoke comes out and envelops all of you. You see it like trailing, spiraling behind the arrow, uh, giving it more f- motive force, but it doesn't look like it's enough to get to it. Mm. At this point, I just don't think the arrow is going to make it. So what I'll do instead um, is try and focus. I'll try and get to a higher ground or something like that, and focus as hard as I can on trying to make out any details I can about the comet itself and whatever is about to happen. I just want to make sure that it's well recorded. Okay. Um, you can give me a labor to like just leap yeah. as high as you can <coughs> or like climb up the building that Kaiser's found. It's a closed shop. Uh-huh. Um, you guys are, I believe you'd come out of Night City or about to. Yeah. Uh, but it's still closed down. Uh-huh. You uh-huh. find the door open and you just go inside quiet. It smells like incense. Nice. Uh, it's a 12. I also cannot spend. You, you, um, you leap against the wall, kind of parkour higher than pretty much any mortal could jump, and I'll give you a notice with three dice. Okay. Feet. This is probably the most, like, stereotypical caveman thing we could be doing. In their yeah. eyes. Oh, big comet, shoot arrow at it. I, <laughs> I mean, know. <laughs> Again, we don't have time to do what I wanted to do. I, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I also don't have... Um, a notice, you said? No, the arrow was our only real shot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, it is only, it's an eight. Okay. You make it out, and things start to get kind of in slow motion here. Uh, you see the uh, the arrow arcing, and it's really, it has enough force to get to it, it just won't. Did you add the bonus from the silver arrow? No. Okay. How much is it? I don't remember. It's it's three. Uh, it, 18. Okay. It would be 18 on top of... Yeah. Whatever I gave you. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. An extra three seconds. Yes. Um, you see it, and yeah, it's going to go wide. Uh, and the dragon breath just envelops this thing, and you see like the streak. It's almost like a rocket now, where it's like a uh, an elongated version of Varendra. It's still coming out of your nostrils and your mouth, like it's almost still connected to you. Uh, you could feel you feel cold mm-hmm. because it's so high up. You're feeling the air up there. Uh, and uh, you watch this, Galzareth, you get the best view. Uh, so you're lucky that I remember. I am, and yeah. I made you, you have a note of that? I am adding a note. Okay. Um, there's a, uh, the, the, the comet's coming in, and then the arrow just sort of loses it, and you see just the streak, 
There's a moment of nothing, and then an explosion of red, just beautiful, like a firework that spreads out over above the city with rainbow colors and things flying like you, you couldn't ma manufacture a, a better firework and it drifts down there actually a few people are like Ooh. these people are used to displays like this uh -huh. um it spreads over the city in an erratic way and reflected in it there's just little snippets of images that form uh, and then break down uh it, Galsros, you're the only one who can really make them out. You think you see you in them? Mm -hmm. And then maybe that one's a bunch of a snake like, no, that's Verindra. And then some kind of a monster, and then it just um, breaks apart in a big red ring of smoke expanding out to the city, but it sort of dies in the middle of the air and drifts down with like scintillating motes of red light. And fades away. Uh, let's see. Yeah. That's what happened. Alright. Um. Kyojo, you can come out now. Okay. I think he was trying to send a message to everyone there that I don't know, maybe what we were. It was more than likely propaganda about what we were and the things we did while in his employ. So that they would not trust us and would enact some kind of... You can give me a no rolling him. He's probably not going to stop. So, unless we can continue to do this. Maybe a display of what we were before we came here. Around the corner, you hear like a, a loud whine as a dragon lands. And then um, security forces come out. They're all wearing white and silver armor. They have... Um, strange looking um, almost like the uh, whatever we were calling the arquebus from the ship but sleeker they're carrying them like you would carry a rifle uh, a couple of them have uh, are coming around the corner and they have what look like short spears that they're pulling out and then they just elongate to full long spears and the one of them has just has a sidearm of some kind that you can't make out and he's doing something with the iconography, shouting orders, um, and he kind of runs up to you. Uh, the bodies of those guys, are they still there? Yes. Okay. Um, uh, I got a 20 on the no, unless hidden secrets ever count. Um, no. Okay. Well, no, I'll allow for this one. Okay. It'll be uh, a 23. This is something that'll pay off later. Just okay. remember you got a 23, okay. and, and there's something in your mind that you're going to pick on it later. Um, uh, I guess since it's just Black Oak and I that are the only ones that aren't like horribly torn to shreds at the moment. Well, immediately uh, after getting up from helping you guys out, the the free walkers, like like stumbling over the words and everything, go up to the magistrate or the, uh, the security officer and just start divulging what they saw. Yeah, I'm gonna act pathetic <laughs> um, and injured, like I am. You just kind of lay there? Um, I, I, I will slump back down to the ground um, after yeah. standing up from behind Verendra and, you know, conserve my strength. Making sure they see my stitches. One of the, the, the it's now they've done a perimeter, they put up little pylons of silver that just kind of float in the air, and everyone in the night city and on the border, they just kind of give them a wide berth. Uh, they get real quiet. Uh, very professional, and, and they're working really quickly. 
think this is mostly the normal police forces, but another you hear another dragon in the distance towards the docks lands, uh, and that's definitely from the, the magistrate's office that you guys were staying at. Uh, the free walkers are just kind of telling them what they saw, what happened, and how they helped them. Um, and uh, there's someone, one of the officers is taking notes. The the head who is coming towards you mm-hmm. says like. Thank you. Um, we will enter that into the record, but I'd like to get uh, the responses from our diplomats here. Happy to oblige. Um, now we could do this like one-on-one, or you could just info dump, or whatever you want to do here. Uh, Verendra will note that she was um, almost killed immediately and was incapacitated for the majority of the encounter. Could I get a description? I mean... He uh, looks over at the bodies. But she can give a description of... She sends, he sends two of his men over there, and these look like more specialists. They've got mm-hmm. bizarre artifacts. You just can't... You don't know what they are. Like weird armatures and things. And they go over to the bodies, do a scan, you see some iconography and the shimmery. You don't really know what they're doing. I can give you some information. Um, there were eight of them in total, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, there was one fleeing. Yes, I have the true name of the one who flees, or at least his designation. Okay. It is ARL one one point two. Yeah, so it it looks like a you know hard bitten old detective's little spiral notebook. Yeah, the flip notebook. But it's just hovering there, and it's made of a light, and he's <laughs> and he takes it. That's good to know. Um, and the the two specialists over by the body, they look up and they just shake their heads, and he's like, and the officer in charge seems like. Kind of knew that that was going to happen. These um, <clears throat> assassins—is this a regular occurrence, or are they simply targeting us for some reason? Well, it's hardly a regular occurrence here in the city. Um, yes, of course they were targeting me. Uh, it's unfortunate. <clears throat> Do you know where they come from? I will leave that to your um, the magistrate's office itself, and he points down <clears throat> that. Uh, the road, and you see, yeah, here's some familiar-looking people in gray jumpsuits coming towards you. Mm-hmm. Uh, as fast as they can without looking like they're running. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> when we were attacked, they distracted us using a message delivered by iconography with the uh, visual countenance of Matthias Lastborn. Could you show him? I will show him. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> <laughs> that, uh, I will that, that is literally I don't know if I can you just open your flip phone with the giant buttons <laughs> just a jitterbug <laughs> yeah you bring up the message and he's like curious huh makes note of it um we will be making inquiries directly I would imagine that uh the governments will take this over for now I would uh, let go and do what they tell you Luckily, no one was killed. Um, you see, one of the officers, the uh, the, ner- the nerdiest one, the wizard-looking guy who had healed, uh, is looking over at the, that officer, and that officer is looking at him, and, and the wizard guy is like kind of sheepish, and the officer is like clearly family of some kind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we were not fortunately killed. The the other seven, I am. Not sure about. Um, oh, they're them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're dead. And in fact, they've been um, 
Well, we don't have a word for it. We've seen it once or twice. Um, mostly out west, where they have a uh, contingency, uh, an iconographic contingency, to trigger when they die, and it sort of uh, removes evidence of their identity. I'm going to ask a question that, uh, please forgive me if it is uh, obvious to you. Uh, <coughs> are their deaths permanent? Oh, that. Um, I don't know what that is. That is, I don't know if people stay dead here. Uh -huh. <clears throat> yeah, he just takes a moment. Um, it's a complicated question. I would guess with them, then yes. Uh, it's not a fait accompli. Um, you, you have to, there's contracts and you have to, there's several ways to do it. Some people just decide to live out their normal lifespan. It's considered, frankly, somewhat gauche to hang on after death. But uh, for them, I doubt that would be the case. The na nature of the contingency they have on them would prevent that. Yeah, but I could be wrong. We're going to investigate further. Um, we see if and then he like, gets really uncomfortable and he's wanting to say something, but he doesn't. Um, we'll let you know, even if they're not, even if they've done a reflection, it, they would have taken steps to prevent that identity being found in it either. It's a, it, why would they bother with this if they weren't going to just have their spiritual signature just light up? Just to clarify that. And he points out to one of his other officers who gets a long rod with a glowing orb at the end and he's just pointing it up at the buildings and you see like little like silvery light like pings and then a, a ghostly blue light from the corners of the buildings just goes into the rod from each corner like a reverse lamp lighter mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he's just doing that around clearly around the whole area where this took place he walks down the alleyway and does it there too just to clarify though people don't they have an option to not stay dead here. I'm not going to get into that right now, if you don't mind, uh, mistress. Uh, may we have your name, sir? Oh, sorry. Um, I'm Pell. I'm the head officer of the 82nd Division. The three, uh... I'm going to have to ask you to... Uh, Go speak with the magistrates, if you would. This is a crime scene. Very well. One last thing. The three who assisted us, we would prefer that... We would like to see them not come to trouble for their aid to us um, by oh. the things that attacked us. Mm -hmm. I worry they may be a target we for interfering. I think that might be better for the magistrates, too. Sure. He just doesn't say anything. Okay. Um... As you head off, you can see them coming up the way, a couple of figures, nobody like a high level, but you've seen them in and out of the offices. Um, I will provide Pell with my um, contact contact handle and... Um, we have all that. Okay. And in, uh, express encouragement. Was anyone uh, injured uh, such that uh, you need special treatment now? All of us? They're Special treatment, I don't think. Where we can all move we can on all walk. Oh. Yeah. No one's critical. No. no one's in critical condition. Um, worse for wear. But we'll speak with the magistrates. 
Yes. And he just keeps going about whatever weird business they do when there's a crime. Okay. Uh, the magistrates walk down the street, well out of Night City now, and it's just dark. And they, uh, um, yes, if, if, you, if you could come with us, please. Now, you're not that far from the offices. It's a few blocks, right? Yeah. But they want you to get into one of the two dragons they have there. They're big. Oh, because they can move it? Yeah, they're big. They're obviously for transport. You didn't see them anywhere in the lot, but that government building is kind of sprawling. Um, one's open. See, there's enough space. You just have to crouch. Uh, it, it's not very far, but... Uh, I understand wanting to take precautions. What do you guys do? I'll, I'll get in it. Okay. Yeah, the interior is all silvery. There's little bucket-like seats. You can see there's like a kind of a weird portal thing in front of the door that's like a hang a curtain that's made of light but it, it doesn't glow very much you don't know if it's just for privacy or for the illusion that there's a separation um, it's got soft floors but they're not carpeted you don't know what they're made out of uh, well we would call it like, like plastic or rubber or something but you don't have any cognates for that and uh, you get on and within moments uh, you have to go on the other one because it's enough space you hear the roar of the hummer up. And then within like five seconds, it's starting to lower down again and opens up and now you're in the lot like half a minute later. Um, on the other side of the harbor uh, in, in the, uh, the magistrate's um, complex, there's a line of guards and they direct you into the building itself. We will need to retrieve my arrow. Yes. You mean knowing that? I figured. Uh, as a remnant of the old world, I'm knowing of things. Mm -hmm. 15. You know that uh, this one's not going to be as easy as just bleeding on it on the. Uh, you were shooting at a comet and Dragon's Breath sent it on its way. It pierced through it and probably kept going. This one's going to be a tricky one. Vorandra, can you by chance help me scry for it? I don't know where it went. It's in a forest hag now instead of a sea hag. <laughs> it's probably. <laughs> Maybe it found its way to a sea hag again. Who knows? Possibly. We can address it when we're a bit more yes. rested. I don't... Usually when I scry it is through... You, they lead you to the building. Huh? You just tell me when I, I, you're telling me what you're not doing. But uh, in, this is just a different entrance, same complex, and pretty soon they have you um, in the familiar territory where your rooms are. And uh, Ilgoth and uh, Orathion are in the like, sort of meeting area, just having dinner, and she's uh, practically doing something with the iconography. They, they have no idea what's going on. Um, and they post guard, a couple of guards outside the entrance of your the hallway that leads into your quarters. Mm -hmm. And you can see this is a little of glass and windows everywhere. You can see guards outside those too. Um, one of the uh, guardsmen says, we will be meeting with you shortly. Our, and our medical staff will be with you within a moment. Uh, if you could remain here for the time being. We appreciate your hospitality. 
Um, you can tell that they that that guy feels very guilty and ashamed of everybody hiding it really well. And there's that kind of feeling through a lot of them too. I wait till he leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, <clears throat> I really hope that all of this security is not to re-emphasize the fact that they didn't want us to leave in the first place. I don't think these people can help us deal with this nest. I think that this was yeah. a... I think that their embarrassment comes from the fact that this is something they should have well in hand and very clearly do not. So, I think we're wasting our time here. Do I think mean, they're wasting our time here. Do you think we should go to the sorcerers? I think we should not be in Draconia. <laughs> I believe this place is not what we thought it was going to be to help us with the mist. It's our last resort. It's the only place that hasn't been touched by them The yet. source. The source. Yeah. Um, here's... I understand wanting to get outside of the city. There are some... leads that we do need to follow up on before we go, though. I want to, at the very least, find these, um, denialists and see if they have any information that might be pertinent. I have a feeling that they probably won't, but we should at least check up on them before we leave. You understand we are just playthings for them. We are zoo attractions. They have zero respect for us at all. We have no trust with any people in this land. First time? Where I'm trying to deal with people, I, I actually play with things like we're being played with now, so I'm very familiar with this game. Okay, that 23 you got mm-hmm. earlier. Yes. Um. Basically, it was this? Um, were these images and things like that propaganda from the summoner? Well, yes and no. Um, and you realize that that arrow just destroyed the thing, and you you. Now, just kind of rolling it back in your head from his description and from what you got of it, and also you felt like you you didn't see it, but you felt like you were there because <laughs> your breath had pulled you along. Now, also, you remember floating back down to earth. You'd risen up a few like about ten feet when you you didn't intend to, but the breath was pulling you along. So that's mm-hmm. something to look into later. Okay. Um, so it utterly destroyed it, and yet it had enough cohesion for full images to show, which means that if it had gone off and it was in a split second from doing so, it would probably be citywide, which means a lot here. Yeah. Of very, very clear and terrifying images of most likely, and it isn't propaganda because it's exactly what you all did. Yeah. All the things, probably the worst of the atrocities, you could imagine what those would be. You don't know how, what direction they'd go with you, but then you remember being there while prisoners were interrogated and things, horrible things happening, and spy networks being garroted because they were no longer useful to you and things like that. Um, uh, like, chirurgers would have been very easy. Obviously, him just blood soaked, slicing people's heads off and throwing them off cliffs. Uh, Black Oak just crushing people under his roots. Gwen just playing with her food, you know, <laughs> uh, things like that. And the red from it reminds you of the mist, and you realize it wasn't intended to be a, once the image is finished, the, the, the red light would just kind of surround the city for a while just to remind people what's in store. Uh, but you don't think anybody got anything coherent out of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
in any case it didn't have a narrative and it only lasted a split second and then there was uh, a latent enchantment that was completely destroyed that probably would have laid over the city for a, a bit to really enhance the effect it would, okay. have, hit, it would have hit you guys too okay. um, you don't know how he did that there's iconography involved but yes. it reminds you of that little speculation the old sort of primeval sorcery and iconography don't mix mm -hmm. but you could just have some kind of bizarre summoned amalgam of spirits just carrying something that is an artifact that generates the iconography like it, it's a shell of fire sprites and inside is like you know a warhead of propaganda Okay. And it's definitely from the summoner. Yeah. Maybe. And, uh, yeah, so you'll have two questions. Maybe some kind of magical barrier could be erected in the future. But... You could, you trace out, like, your three or four different models for what he would have done, and uh, this information would probably be useful to somebody. What are you doing there, character? Uh, Rathion and Ilgoth are just kind of watching you guys. They look you over, as, and obviously you're worse for wear. Mm -hmm. um, in a moment, like three medtechs come in, and uh, they've got like little white cases of uh, like chased in silver metal, and they all like um. There's been an attack. Who's wounded? All of us. We all are. Uh, and they come over, and one of them opens the case to put it on the table. And Ilgoth and Orathion's like, "We will, yes." And, he, and she's like, "What? No!" And he, he just grabs her. Uh, I'll just say assassins as they leave. Oh, uh, she's like, "What?" And then, yeah. <laughs> um, Senator knows how this works. They do uh, diagnosis on everyone. Can I? So what? Wounds, stresses, and curses you guys have? I have four wounds, zero stresses, zero curses. Five wounds, zero stresses, zero curses. How about you? Um, six wounds, two stresses, no curses. Uh, six wounds, zero stresses, zero curses. Okay. Yeah, they, um, you, you realize that they assumed that this was physical. This isn't not the, this is, these are doctors. They're not, like, you know, therapists or shamans or something like that. Uh, and uh, out of the silver case, one of them, it's like a, a thin, almost like a, uh, a rubber glove, but it's not stretchy and it's translucent, barely floating, and it just sort of flows onto her hand and tightens up, and then it's lit up with the iconography. It's insane how complicated it is. She goes over and registers your states. Mm -hmm. um, on Black Oak, she takes a moment. In fact, and then the two other ones begin to do the same thing with their own uh, gloves. And they take a bit, and they kind of share uh, gazes with each other. It's obviously this is a, a little unusual for them. Um, they uh, each bring up an orb. It looks like some of the knowledge orbs, but this is obviously like, oh, post-doc level of complexity. And it's medical data. It opens up, and you see scrolling iconography. They touch each other's view, it feels kind of cold. A line of uh, blue light goes to the orbs that they're holding. They put the orbs in their three different cases. And inside the case is like a, a blocky instrument, kind of a box with spines coming off of it. And in between all of them, 
uh, fluid starts to build up, just kind of hovering in space there, and it condenses a bit and forms into uh, gem-like. You, you think they're pills because they grab them and they give each one of you. They're all different colors. It's like this will alleviate and help with the healing process. Yeah, none of you are in a, a dire state. We had been worried about a spiritual poison, but that seems to have not taken hold. Um, if you experience any strange symptoms, uh, forgetfulness, blurred vision, porpidity, please uh, report that immediately. Admittedly, some of you are a little different from the standard Laconian norm, um, but these impositions are designed to help you. So you could eat those. Uh, I'm in character. I, I will do so. Um, which one of us? Which of us are not different from the standard Laconian norm? Well, it's a, it's a matter of degrees. Um, but please, I, I'll speak more. Take the piece. <coughs> The very like doctor to. I'll, I'll take my medicine. I'll take my medicine. As soon as you put on your tongues or whatever you have, it just sublimates into cold gas, and you just kind of swallow, half swallow, half breathe in, and just like, they shiver. It's like jumping into a cold pool. Um, and everyone heal two wounds. I didn't take mine. I'm putting mine in the strange mailbox. She's like, please, that will dissipate within an hour, and it'll be a waste of our resources, and it will heal you. If you want to know how we make those, we can teach you that. But and actually, she's a doctor scolding. <laughs> All patients lie. It's a eighteen convention. Tech support. I can confirm that it's true. <laughs> I am also something of a physician, and I don't trust any of you people. I trust no one here. I trust nothing that you offer me. You've done nothing but ridicule and uh, uh, mock and belittle us since we've been here. And until we're shown some form of respect and um, dignity, I, I'm not taking anything from you people. Two uh, feats argue, and you know in your in your back of your mind that most of that isn't true. But six uh, nine. Okay, so that's two stress. Um, Can you soak? Nope. I'm not horribly But she immediately gives up and they pack up and begin to leave. What did you take? Did everybody else? I took it. I'm not injured enough to really warrant it. Um, but you have it. Um, she was true to her word. It's probably going to start breaking down soon, so if you wanted to study it, now would be the time. Sure. <clears throat> um, my first question on the no. Um, how did he know where we were in order to send that message? Did he just uh, like send everybody spam and just hope it got to us, or did she's musing about that out loud? Mm -hmm. And you're there. I imagine that he's well, been. Remember what I told you. Which part? she's talking about the message on your uh, in your sendings that you got right. No, before. I mean the comment. The comment was oh. a message. Oh yeah, he, he knew you were going to Laconia. Yeah. But how did he know we were already there? You don't know. There's a good chance that he can feel that he knows. I'll let you ask something else. Okay. Yeah, because we knew we we found out that he's been sending messages constantly. Actually, I'll let, I'll spend that question. He knows where Alina is 100. Yeah. Okay, I was gonna say was that on the ship. Yeah, he. Yeah. I think he okay. has like a tracking device basically okay. implanted in Alina. That's an understatement. Yeah. 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 In fact, 
you remember if you recall on the ship months ago when you guys did that great like summoning circle thing? Oh yeah, that <laughs> might have tipped him off a little bit. That reinforced it. Yeah. And, uh, so that's a no. Oh yeah. Are you doing anything to it? You examine it? Uh, yeah, I'll cut open it or whatever. I would it's solid, do. and you know that if unless you do something really. Um, Delicate, you mm -hmm. probably just break the thing. Mm -hmm. Normally, with a no roll, you'd just be studying the thing, but you know you only have a few minutes. So yeah, it's up to you. I'll try to use the sapphire claw. And that was the thing you got uh, from what's your face? Polypithia. And super sharp. And she didn't really tell you what it did. Right? Nope. Okay. Alright. Something about. Uh, I can cut what can't be cut or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, you have two feet? Um, if another message is sent, um, how, <coughs> can, um, how can we mitigate it other than shooting it? <laughs> you should probably get your information to the magistrates. Mm -hmm. You imagine their sorts of defense. I'll say this. Uh, you imagine that the city has defenses already, mm -hmm. and a large part of that was probably designed to get through that. Okay. So knowing what its nature is will arm them to stop. You don't. You would give it even odds that the summoner would not send any more of those. 50-50. Mm -hmm. He's not one to keep butting his head against the same thing. Right. Uh, but getting them the information would, draft, would help them a lot. Uh, okay. What's everybody else doing? The, the chill fades and, and you just feel a lot better. Um, old aches and pains that you might have been felt from the long travels are kind of faded away. Um, and it's like just getting out of the bath after working out and having a good meal. Um, it, everybody took the pill to get uh, six body back. Oh. More than I need. And 19. Yeah, this is a, uh, it's not an iconography, iconographic construction thing. Yeah, it was made with it, or rather it was made with an artifact that made it, mm -hmm. um, and it's, they used whatever information they got from you mm -hmm. to uh, construct a way that would knit your flesh back together, uh, stimulate healing. You don't know, you're just, you, you're cutting it open just the tiniest bit with the sapphire claw normally it would destroy it but it's so sharp and thin you just kind of open it up mm -hmm. and you look inside it's just a, a bunch of vapors and uh, a little bit of liquid it seems like it's temporarily alive mm. like it's almost an organism but not quite like it, it's a giant um, uh, bacteria almost it has like a 20 minute lifespan do I think that I could coax that along like I've done with other lives before. You can try to do something with it, but you got like, you know, a minute. Sure. I'll use my weird flesh crafter craft for that. Do you have any substrate with you? <coughs> um, I do not, but I will use some of my own flesh. Oh, okay. Yeah. Your own blood? I'm gonna if you feel like you would like to focus more and I'll give you the conf cigarette you can take a hit off of it to get two mine back. Oh, thank you. 
Very well. Uh, yes, four dice. Cut yourself with a sapphire claw, yeah. and you almost go too deep because it doesn't so sharp. Yeah, it doesn't feel anything, and you just bleed kind of all over it. Um, this is your craft roll, obviously. Yeah. Um, so nineteen. Yeah, you bleed into it. It's this is a crude imposition, but you use this. Everybody's watching this. It's this. It's very uh, unsettling because he's he bleeds over it. He's cut himself on the hand and. And is dripping blood down the claw into this little pill he's opened up like a kinder egg and it begins to drop and then it sort of thickens and it's layered in with what he's doing he's got that really intense look on his face the thing glows begins to sublimate but the blood thickens and pulls the halves back together it darkens to a deep deep uh, reddish black mm-hmm. and the blood keeps layering on it and the only thing you can think to do now is it's gonna? It was going to dissipate, mm-hmm. and in order to make it do something elaborate, it needs to be preserved, and that's what you've done. Mm-hmm. So you have a, a blood seed, and you put in parentheses your name. Is this how you like? It's a surprise it? inside. <laughs> is, it, is this how you would like have a child? Yeah, you can have more. Thanks. Whatever's up in the pot. like an assorted box of chocolates you don't know what's inside i mean the pale one she managed to have a kid so now he's just like all right i gotta figure it out too pale one always said laugh is like a box of chocolates <laughs> you're always what you're gonna get <laughs> <laughs> all right um there's a a chime and an aide says there'll be uh someone will they're actually coming to you to meet with you in about uh, a couple of hours, a little bit longer than you thought. So you guys, if you want to get a brief rest, you can. Yes. Uh, I'd like to ask one of the aides uh, for something. Mm-hmm. Um, I noticed that when the doctors were here, they had an orb that was full of much bodily knowledge. Right. Would it be possible to assemble a similar orb too? in fact, one for botany and one for forestry? Oh, yes. Um, I could send that. Uh, maybe some delay in getting That's the That's fine. Get the head library. But Thank you. Yes. Uh, to what, at what level did you want? Um, did you realize like obliquely she's asking about affordance? The highest allowed. Very well. Yes, she takes notes on her little stylus and heads out. Um, my action for my brief rest will be to stress heal Josh. Yeah, it's definitely Josh for some reason. <laughs> Nobody has character sheets in real life. I don't know what to do. <laughs> uh, okay. We'll resolve that in a minute. I don't yeah. know what you're doing. Um, uh... When we dress heal, we get uh, one level plus our level one tough. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, willful. Oh, sorry, not stress. Uh, body. Body heal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. Oh, back to full. I'm going to spend some more time pondering. Well, um, do I have, do I have it? Yeah, yeah, it's with, with the rest. Never mind, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to spend some more time pondering my nature, because that's a research line that I haven't... Uh, really poked that in a while. Yeah, you go into your chambers and start to, I assume, meditate. Yeah. 
upsets you so much, specifically. We can't trust them. It doesn't seem like they're being truthful with us, um, and they're treating us like children. That I understand. Most diplomats are never going to be truthful. You'll never get the truth out of a politician. They have a million other things that they want out of you, but I understand the, the children. You can give me a roll on that. Conjure to work with them is such a big deal as opposed to using Ario. Okay. You have feet? I hope the answer is because they're not real boys. That's mean. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. (coughs) Thorn's never a good boy, so. Uh, Thorn? Who's a good girl? <laughs> yeah. Uh, old world? Mm-hmm. Okay. 21. Um, you start to reflect on the adventures you've had. And yeah, usually like, you have to cajole them or argue with them or, you know, some weird story. And uh, you don't remember any overt using your power direct them. But there's a very faint memory of when you were alone and it's like in deep in the midst of time and you were dealing with or quote unquote dealing with a uh, an old sorcerer, a wise and a terrible man who had trapped you. And you were 
alone. You defeated him, and then you weren't alone. And the, and the dogs were there. And there was strange sorcerer's goings on. And you can ask your question. Uh, from whose power did my dogs come from? You, as you always did, you, as uh, you, you, you tricked the sorcerer in very storybook ways, you know, like because he liked riddles and you confused him and he got angry and he let you out and then you, uh, you know, cut his hands off. It, the stories are always weird like that. It's always very specific and it, when he was trying to cast a terrible spell, you, you kicked him over and you yelled at it and the dogs were like became real from that power so you stole his and turned him into three dogs yeah it's very fuzzy though you don't know you don't you, you don't have an image of this it's just a feeling and you a feeling of triumph and very very smug irony that you stole his power because he liked he had a menagerie mm-hmm. of all sorts of animals that you let loose no doubt, half of them ter- terrorizing the countryside and, you know, killing whole villages. And you used it to create hounds for yourself. And then you left and kicked out the keystone of the tower and it collapsed and you're laughing. That's how that story goes. You don't think anybody's heard that story, though. Hmm. Um, and you're pretty sure that that's how it happened. For mine, mm-hmm. I'm going to uh, <clears throat> recall the uh, the promise I made a while ago to uh, forgi- find the forgotten songs of the uh, the men of the forest for Polypythia, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to focus on uh, the dagger since it was given to us by her. Mm-hmm. It's a token of her, and she's probably long dead or insane or both by now. Well, she's uh, already insane, but yeah, ahead. but like in the bad way. It's always a bad way. Go ahead. (laughs) Um, And how now he has uh, children, quote unquote, of his own to take care of, and she was uh, the closest thing in recent memory to any sort of um, maternal figure, even if it was more like a grand maternal figure. All right. Um, And he'll try to remember or see what he can pull together for the forgotten song of the uh, men of the forest. Have you worked on this before? I have not. Okay. Um, this is all knowledge. Okay. You can have a feet. This is your research. Center. It is. It's one of them. I think that question actually finished a research line for me that was just going down the wrong path. Uh, the Wisdom of Bygone Air in a Fallen Forest. Mm-hmm. Okay. You had a beat as well here. Yeah, I figured I'd make a blood seed. If you want. Yeah. Uh, 20. Okay. Uh, you'll get two ticks on it. Just write down the research in your notes. Uh, you cast your memory way back and the strange songs and you, you're looking for one in particular right or is it uh, yeah yeah 
um, the oldest of them, I think, in a couple of notes and words of the nameless language you would all speak. Uh, very, very hard to get hold of, but you remember something. It will take a lot of time, and man, it would be good to have a more peaceful place that was of the old world to do it in. You can feel the strange artifice underneath you and all the men around you. Um, you are like yards above any real soil, and the sun is even in the window where you kind of lean, you know, you get towards, but it's night. But a strain, a strain of memory, uh, even as you kind of arise out of this reverie, sticks with you. It'll just be something to turn your wisdom to when you have time. Um, you did something already? Or? I, I stress you. Yeah, that's right. And what did you, you get? A 22 on the self-reflection uh, prayer thing. You feel um, the presence of the three within. And uh, as before, any idea of separation between them and you is an illusion. It's really a construct that you guys use to talk about it. Mm -hmm. um, they are no more. They are you. Um, something about that doesn't seem like a tragedy. You don't know why. Something about that seems like it's right and proper that that happened. Even though leading up to it was an ins it was an insane uh, event, and their the presence of that power within you is not entirely happy with your nature exactly. It's not antithetical to it, but the strange sort of inverse of whatever demonic force you were. It's not an unalloyed good in as much as the three sort of recognize it. Mm. The thing about the three is it's very human. Um, it's, it's about all the virtues of humanity, all the best things that people, thinking people, eat whatever shape they are, have. That Your nature is something alien to that. And now, they, it was at war with your demonic nature. It was at war with it. Mm -hmm. Because that's all the wickedness and evil and horrendous alien terror and, and so it's not at war with your nature but it's not it's not a harmonious thing exactly mostly because you don't know what it is okay you awaken from your reverie it's like two hours go by um and you are just sitting on the floor in your room um and you have somehow your sword in your hands and you've traced your sign with its blade on the floor and the metal of the uh, you know it has the uh, strange metal of the floor uh, I forget if I said that the weird grass I don't think it comes into your rooms but uh, yeah. at least on this spot it's bare and you've scarred the floor with your sign the, uh, the triangle in the eye but you can put a tick on like self discovery if you want if you haven't done that Okay, I was looking into absolution before can I just move those ticks over uh, or is it a completely different thing? You can move it over, but then if you wanted to look in the hand, you know, you'd have to... It, it, it's, it's of the same nature, so yeah, you could just... Okay. That'll make four. Yeah, because the sword is obviously of that nature. Yeah. Oh, 
give the carriage back the knife. Thank you. That was cool. helpful. <clears throat> um, everybody, a few hours go by, and uh, you all hear, or rather see, uh, Black Oak in, in the window looking out into the night over the harbor uh, with that same sort of distant melancholy that he has. Um, and everyone's sort of alone in their rooms. And you all, uh, there's this sort of community. You, you know where everyone is. Like, every one of you, like, you're making your pill and focused on that. You're doing your scholarly. You're thinking about old stories. You're reaching for the old song. And he's delving into his inner self. Mm -hmm. And you just all look up at once and just kind of look where all the other members are, even if the doors and walls are away from you. Everybody gets an inspiration back. My friends are my power. Boo. Friendship <laughs> is I'll, I'll magic. I'll take two away. If you, want. <laughs> if you got a choice. Friendship is magic. I've been playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts again, guys. Sorry. And this is a tangible thing. You know that the strength of the three within you is up there. Um... Iroh comes in. Uh, he just walks into the hallway uh, by himself. And you can kind of hear him. He's not a quiet individual, uh, well, a lot of times. But, and he calls out, Yes, everyone, diplomats! Uh, hello? I will, hello. um, I'm, I'm gonna take a step out in front. Does he come in directly into our room or just. No, he's in the hallway. Okay. I'll step out. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'll come out. Yeah, we could have a seat, if, if you'd like. Yes, let's... He makes really hasty bows in the style of everyone, but really quick. Like, not like last time. Let's I find right myself down. clutching the sapphire gem and not knowing why. Yeah, you just got it in your hand. <laughs> it uh, just made me feel better. You look down, yeah, it's in your rear, one of your... Because you don't need those to float, fly and move around. You just got it in your hand. Uh, or foot. Claw. <laughs> yeah. It's my emotional support sapphire. <laughs> yeah. And then it's her emotional support sapphire and bag of gold. <laughs> you can have a teddy bear. I'll have a gem worth $4 million. <laughs> I just it's the it. same thing. It has a little vest. <laughs> well, you I put it on the seat and it gets a seat on the plane. Everybody's resentful of it. <laughs> God, it's like the little clothes you're giving to the comics. Yeah. Well, I wrote. It would appear that we are back once again, and worse for wear, and no better for information because of it. Yes, that is true. Forget what, I don't think he had a specific voice, he just had a tape. No. Just, it was you doing your, like, best stock character? Yes. <laughs> um, and I'll say, uh, I'll say, is there perhaps any chance of any more illuminating knowledge about our assailants? Give me a dominate. Because <laughs> you're being a bit of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> any any chance that the guys that tried to murder us we could get some get some knowledge on that? <laughs> motherfucker. Alzheimer's <laughs> pissed. Yeah. I'm a little angry, yeah. Um 
the guilty cower in the face of righteous castigation? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> He's probably guilty of cocaine. Jesus Christ. Uh, 23. Okay, one sec. Could have bumped that up any. You should hear about the kind of cocaine they have there, though. That's some, like, primo shit in Laconia, right? It's essence cane. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Nothing like snorting some raw soul matter. Yeah, the, those, those fire sprites Gwen blew up? Yeah, everybody's snorting them right now. <laughs> candy berries, too. They got candy berries. I mean, they might have been stealing those moats to, you know, snuff later. Oh, it just that sounds like a pretty fun Friday night. Well, uh, what'd you get on that? Uh, 23. Yes, I, I have plenty of things I could speak to about that. Um, I'll answer whatever questions I can. Uh, and on behalf of the magistrate, we're um, deeply regretful of the incident. We thought we had all of our bases covered. He uh, pulls out one of those orbs. He's now sitting at the table, you know, just kind of unfolded his. his like gangly limbs and puts it on there and it just sort of hovers and he does something with it and it um, in the mist it has some uh, three dimensional image begins to resolve it's really just kind of floating geometric shapes sort of a screensaver and um, so is that what everybody else wants to talk about I assume yes Yes. Um, to start with he touches one of the shapes and it unfolds and then there's like a list this is just a bunch of text Accompanied with images of figures. This looks like a cool dossier in a thriller movie, like very born identity. It's like Mission Impossible shit. Hans Motorface wanted, and you know <laughs> Switzerland and blah blah blah, that kind of thing. Um, you catch the, the text better than everyone else, mm-hmm. but it's still really complicated and multi-layered, and it's not like these are flat yeah. things. They extend out into three dimensions. Um, our preliminary investigation uh, is somewhat lacking in focus but if you ask me and they did and that's why I'm here uh, I think we can narrow down who went after you into four ish discrete groups Um, Kyodra I know that you have uh, made it clear that you do not trust us that is accurate um, that's fair. Um, obviously, we, well, you won't believe me, but we wouldn't have done this elaborate display where we had to mm-hmm. pretend to almost kill you so you'd stay here with us. That's not how we operate. We just, I also figured the timeline would be too quick for you to organize something like that. Right, and they almost succeeded, which wouldn't have really worked. Um, Correct. Those weapons they used are terrible things. Completely illegal, by the way. Um, he, uh, uh, has a, pulls out a black case, opens it up, and you see a gray, like, short sword slash knife, mm-hmm. single-edged. It's got a simple hilt, and it's kind of like a Bowie knife, mm-hmm. and he's just, he's got it out there, uh, he opens it up, and it's sitting there. Uh, I was able to pull some strings and get one off of the crime scene. Um, these are designed to kill you, and Whatever contingencies you have to evade death's touch, these would prevent them if they did so. They tend to ignore most protections in ways that I don't quite understand, wicked little things, and they are designed such that anyone who touches them 
it will never record echoes of. We probably don't know about that. Uh, artifacts, objects tend to have an echo of their life. Mm -hmm. They have their own memory, and if you know what to do, you can call it forth. Yes, I've done that. Yeah, you you suddenly remember. Um, and these are designed to basically wipe that clean anytime someone touches them, so you could never know what hands it passed through. The assassins, the would-be assassins, similarly had contingencies on them to uh, annihilate their existence, if not their corpses. Um, I don't know if you noticed, it's a subtle thing, but they are just nameless men now in the uh, morgue here, and the magistrates are, well, being transferred here. Okay, so, mm -hmm. as to who could have access to this, we've narrowed it down. Um, we have the name of one. Oh, right, that one, um, and we're doing a search on that, um, but it's only been a few hours and nothing's come up yet. Uh, that isn't surprising. I would imagine that Gal's arrest would be better off trying to track that one down. Indeed. Um, the nature of your sword and you know, primordial sorcery being what it is. Uh, you have the true name, and he says it's just like that, you know? Uh, <clears throat> it's very strange that it was his designation, though. Why is that? Well, it should be his, you know, it's his name name. His use name, the, the things that we use with everyone who's close to us. Iroh is not your designation. No, Iroh is my designation. But my don't, I have a use name that I use with people who are close to me. Because three-letter names aren't... It's hard to have any kind of self-expression with that, right? It's not something most people will talk about. They find it embarrassing, but everyone does. <coughs> Sometimes it's a title. Sometimes it's like the, the, the youth have gone insane with that. And some of them don't use their designations at all, which is... So why are you surprised it would give the designation that that is more his true name than whatever name he uses with his friends because it's the name the whole world knows? Or he and their friends. Well, could be. Um, I just find it a little strange. Don't want to get distracted with that. Um, right. So I mentioned the denialists to you. Yes. Mm. And I simplified it because I didn't want to have a 12-hour conversation about the history of religion here in Laconia. There are factions among them, we thought that they weren't located in the city much anymore, who are not as peaceful. Um, some call them the yellow faction, don't know why. Uh, and they would have, I suppose, plenty of reason to want you dead. Would they have access to this way? This That's the thing that I... That's kind of strange to me. They tend to, you know, this can only be made with the iconography. Or the things that can make this were made with the iconography. Okay. So that's, I, I have no idea. They were, there was not much else of um, note on the corpses, although any kind of impositions or weapons or tools they would have could have been destroyed when they were killed. But we don't think so. They had not much else. It was just, they're well trained and very dangerous and they knew where you are. And knew how to get to you. Uh, and that also brings up the issue of the message you got. The denialists do sending is one of the things they find like abhorrent. Okay. But they are on our uh, in our view about this because they've done things similar to this in the past. 
Okay. Uh, it's been years. I thought they disbanded, but maybe not. Any questions as we're going? No. Not about this yet. Why would the denialists want us? Are we considered an abject threat to their faith? Uh, well, how much justification does do religious zealots need to see something as an enemy to the very rigid worldview? Not much. Um, I would guess, as with all sort of uh, uh, fundamentalist sort of ideological movements, that the rank and file are true believers, but the people at the head of it are a little bit more pragmatic, mm. and then they would have more pragmatic, although they still believe what they believe, reasons for doing so. I couldn't venture a guess, to be honest with you. What are our other three options, then? Well, um, the interlocutors. And that's who I'm sort, I sort of think would be... Th this is a move that they would make. I just don't know what their motivation would be. I have no clue. But that's how they operate. Perfectly planned, surgical precision, reasons you can't define. Although, saying that this enemy works in ways you don't understand, whenever you find something you don't understand, that's a trap. You know, you, you, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and their motivations are even more opaque. They have wheels within wheels, and sometimes I think they just do it because they like it. Then there are, in the various ugly parts of the city, mostly underground, the city descends underground a fair bit, as you probably could have guessed. There are strange um, anarchists, small political movements, uh, innumerable, hundreds of them, that could have, uh, everybody knew of your coming, and they could have decided that it's a, a lesson to give to the powers that be, or whatever transient, uh, foolish uh, political goals they have. If you could name a reason for why people would want to kill you, and you could find a hundred of them in the Undercity who would want to do that. So name any reason, and you could find somebody who believes things that would mean would lead to your deaths if they had their way. And which faction have you been conveniently saving for last? <laughs> um, he brings up another one, and it's a <coughs> it's a, a, a mural. Uh, and it, the, it, it's a picture of a mural or a, a capture of a mural, like basically a photograph, and it's on a governmental building. It's obviously not supposed to be there. It's basically graffiti, but it's done in light and with uh, the iconography. Mm -hmm. And it's just this like tapestry of violence, of just the breadth and depths of human subjugation and violence writ like in perfect uh, resolution, just... Uh, you know, enslavement and the decapitation, boiling alive, candle, everything like uh, on almost uh, Hieronymus Bosch level of detail. Mm -hmm. Oh, you suspect your leadership? Uh, excuse me. What? <laughs> My leadership? Is that not what this is? No. Oh, proceed. Okay. No. Uh, these are the. This is one of the works by the the, the terror artists. Uh, I meant they have loose connections with the Undercity, but they are more um, public. They are an artistic
artistic collective, and they believe in radical self-expression up to and including um, breaking the law, uh, every law, in fact. Why? They think it's the highest form of art. We don't have any. Uh, a couple of uh, figures appear. It's a. It's a very like intense woman, shorter than average, Laconian. Uh, she's holding like a, a wand in her hand. They don't know where they got this capture of her. She was probably moving from place to place. It's just this really intense look, and, and the wand is obviously some sort of like you paint with light with it. Mm -hmm. uh, and this other one, it's a morose-looking figure, and it's a official one. He got captured for something, like for questioning, and he's just there, uh, like darker blue eyes than normal, but otherwise just normal Laconian. I mean, they're wearing like sort of tattered black jumpsuits with insignias and things and slogans that you just don't know what they're referencing. These are the only two we've captured. If you look at the roster of various vandalisms and assaults and things in the past few years, there haven't been very many. A few of them have been claimed by the terror artists. It's always some sort of tableau. My romantic soul would really want them to be the ones who have done it. Of the four factions, um, which ones would have the biggest gripe against the magistrates? If we are under the protection of the magistrates and this was allowed to happen, it would make them look bad, quite simply. Hmm. Well, I've narrowed it down to these four because I can't decide between them. Um, they all have, the undercity despises us, of course. We represent order. Uh, the interlocutors, they always work against us whenever they can, but they work against everybody. Obviously, the denialists hate Laconia and what has happened over the years, centuries really. And the terror artists, of course, we represent that which they derive meaning by destroying. Do they just claim to have done things, or do you have hard evidence? We don't actually. Hard, we don't hard evidence. Not really. So no actual proof that well these installations minor crimes like this sure um they've claimed and it's easy to paint a picture it's harder to take a life right and some have just dismissed them as dilettantes uh not unlike your uh free walkers uh in their own way but much more um dark but these are the leads we have we're conducting our own investigation um I won't expect you to stay here, but obviously if you leave the protections of the magistrate, uh, you'll have to look after yourselves. We can see you with guards and other impositions that could help. That won't be necessary. You and I both know that this, that us staying here would only further the cause of us not discovering what we need to do to stop the imposition of the Red Mist. Yes. Which of these groups would know what the summoner looks like in his current state? Oh, there's no way to tell that. No idea. Do we know for a fact that these assassins haven't boarded our ship and eradicated our entire crew while we've been... Oh, we checked on the ship. Everything's uh, fine. You've got trees on your ship. Yes. That's one of the topics for discussion in a minute. Yes. Um, they're, uh, they have not attacked them. <coughs> or we have an exact count of all the souls aboard and it's the same uh it's they're rather rowdy i'm pretty there. sure we would know if something happened on the ship 
There's children on that ship, you know. Yes. Okay, well. That's why we were concerned. Please don't. Please try not to make sure other people know. Now, about the iconographic comet. Um, oh, yes. Verendra, uh, can I pull up, can I invoke the iconography to pull up um, basically like the image that I saw kind of as I, as like, and what I was feeling sure. as I cast the breath? Um, you can either do ascending to him or you can manipulate the sort of. Um, Tools he has right here. I'd like to try to manipulate the tools so that everyone can Give see. Roll. It's not that difficult, but it's something to be rolled. It's a joke. I realize this doesn't need to be a long conversation at all, but if you hear any or hear any reports of a uh, silver arrow about, can you please just send them to me? Oh, okay. Thank you. Uh, 25. Yeah, um, you reach in with a dragon claw, and he's like, oh, by all means, and uh, some of the stuff you don't quite understand, but you know that you can make a space that, sh that comes with your tag, or your uh, nature, it's hard to say what word you would use. Uh, it's a little stylized serpentine dragon, kind of looks like an infinity symbol. You don't know why that's what it is, but it is. You open it up, and then you can just very easily write the information that you've, the three different sort of models you have for the contents of the comment, mm -hmm. and it is right that's very easy to do. Hey, it's Grace popping in from editing again. There's a little bit more corruption here. It's not too long, it's just enough for some transitions to be lost in the cut. So here's what you need to know. Iro let everyone know that using Vorindra's models, they will be able to prevent the comet or other similar events from happening again. And the team ended their meeting. After that, we all went to Orathion to talk to him about our options and navigating the politics. And that's why I'm bringing you guys in it. The magistrates. I am, I wholly trust no one here, but the magistrates have been at least partly forward with information, but I gave the feeling that they're holding much back. Yeah, Kyogre has a point. They do talk <coughs> down to us all the time. It's, I expected that of everything here. Mm -hmm. You have to remember. I mean, you can't expect them to be nice. No, I didn't expect them to be nice. I just, if they... I, I prefer people to be more straightforward with yeah. how they feel. To Rathion's point, I mean, we're back one of roots to them. Mm -hmm. They don't have to be nice to us. They don't have to respect us, and they don't have to be forthcoming with us. So we have no reason to believe that they would be. They truly believe that they are better, smarter, and more technically advanced than us. And, and as such, feel no inclination to rush the clearly impending problem that is going to be on the doorstep very shortly. As long as they can protect themselves, that's all they care about. I think and that, that um, they can. I think that one very important part that um, Iroh is missing, perhaps not missing and not telling us, is that they are not very well prepared to deal with sorcery. That is correct. They are well prepared to deal with iconography, but not sorcery. And we are their only tie to that. Well... Then maybe it's time to talk to some sorcerers. Perhaps. Yeah, it might be good to pay them a visit. 
Mm-hmm. There are several people that I want to meet, but we need to make quick. We need to be quick about it and try not to make a big scene of ourselves. I don't. I do not want this happening again. As for visiting the. So- Is that your normal healing from rest? Yes, I uh, I healed my mind. Okay. Yeah, I was completely spent out of mind. I do something. <coughs> As for, I I understand wanting to visit the source, but if we are leaving the city. Um, we have to consider Lena, and I don't think it's safe to bring her there yet. It's not safe it's for not, her anywhere. No. Well, it's not her that I'm worried about in this case. Correct. I would. I personally would, at this point, advocate that she stays as far away from the source as possible. Because I do have a feeling that that was partly the summoner's intention. But if we leave her on the ship, it's asking for trouble. Not necessarily. Lena can protect herself. Under no circumstances need she make footfall on this continent. And she's going to leave the ship on. That her is my concern. My concern is that she will leave the ship on her volition because she is bored. We. So you remember how she used to sneak up on us in that train? In the train, in the everywhere. Oh, you weren't there. You weren't there, but everywhere. The tower, the library, the courtyard, the throne room. <laughs> yes, it's a terrible situation. We have no better options. Sh- short of throwing her into the ocean, we have no other place to put her. So The Prince of Dawn is the best place because, again, the summoner can more than likely see her, and sh- he can definitely still see the ship, probably even through whatever defenses the city offers. If we if we leave Arathion and Ilgoth to stay here, they will have the protection of the city, she will have the protection of the city, and we can move about more freely without the summoner knowing where we are. Rathan says, um, well, yes, well, that s- s- sort of seals it. We'll move back to the ship and we can watch over it. <laughs> well, one thing's for damn certain is that we're not going to learn anything sitting here musing about it. We need yeah. to get moving. I would um, actually recommend that we speak to the diplomats before the sorcerers. If I remember correctly, they would be. Um, Gravely insulted if they were the one that we went to last. Do we have to speak with them at all? Oh, yes. That I remember to be almost a certainty unless we wish to make them enemies. We have enough of those here. So. It is the middle of the night. Yeah. yeah. We, I think so we should our speak. list will be we need to send an envoy to the diplomats. So that we do not have just to mitigate consequences, negative consequences. We need to visit the sorcerers to understand and prepare them for primal de- primal sorcery defenses, and to under- to see what is actually known. Also, both of the both of those groups may tell us more than the magistrates would. Or two. Intermediate. Okay. Two. Oh, yeah, and two. I have six ticks. Give me a notice, please. The denialists. Five. Okay. Um, while we are doing that, that should give Ira time to produce a map and resources for you. If not, we can still begin a cross-country trip in the direction of the source, the arrow, and the mountains. Uh, at some point... When I have an hour or two free, 
and we see our free walker friends. They help save our lives. The least we can do is attend a boarding party. <coughs> so as you recall, they had said that that party was going to be tonight. And being questioned by the police probably dampened it a little yeah. bit. Yeah. But So what do you guys do then? Frankly, I wouldn't mind resting more if we're about to depart on a, a laundry list of things, but if we have something we need to do, we can do it. I can reach out to our um, free walker friends. And there's some just, uh, not really disturbance, but like moving around in about uh, some Marathians, and she comes out, she's got stuff packed up, like, you know, she had a bundle. She didn't come here with it. It's like a sort of a messenger bag looking thing. It looks, it's emblazoned with the magistrate's insignia. And she's got, there's just stuff in it. And, you know, she got her pack and the gauntlet and everything. And uh, she's got like a, another bundle that she just hands to her after and just puts it in front of him. She's like, are we going? Is that what you want to do? Because I, mean, I, I, you know, I, I don't really see wasting this opportunity. I, I mean, I, I've already taken enough notes for 10 years, granted, but I would love them. Ilgoth, you know, if we manage to get our hands on anything interesting or find anyone interesting, we can certainly send them to the ship for you. There's a thing that um, I can set up where you can ping the you can send to the ship. Uh, you can there's a what they have. It's a uh, you can treat a certain artifact uh, constructions arrangements as a tacit person, so that they can give and receive sendings. They don't have legal rights, but the, I've heard that, and I, I think. What I could do is set one up, and then, yeah, if you wanted to. If that's what you, you could just come with us. That is also a choice. Yeah. It would be immeasurably dangerous, but you are welcome to join us if you would like. And she just points to him, and he's like, I don't think. We need to look after Alina <laughs> <laughs> and the ship. It's my ship. It's a responsibility for it. If you need to leave very quickly, that's the only option that I see. She's not. She's not clearly not willing to argue with him. I see. <laughs> okay, then yes, set up whatever it is you need to set up, and explain to us what we need to do, and we will provide you what we can. Okay. All right, and then she just starts walking. He's like, "Well, uh, good luck." Thank you, Rob. He rubs back the neck, and they just they just head out. <laughs> yeah, women. Am I right? <laughs> um, I. Uh, Marigold gave me her like weird equivalent of a phone number, right? Well, yeah, you have her signature. Her signature, that's what it's called. Um, I was going to see if I can... I, I haven't really... The only thing that I've done with iconography, though, far is briefly change my clothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to try and reach out um, and say something to the, to the effect... Now, you know here in the magistrate's building, it's really hard to get messages out. Oh, I'd have to leave? Yeah, it's fine within here. You can ping each other. Okay. Uh, it's a firewall. Just need to 
go outside so you can send her a message that says, you up? Yeah. What's going on? I was getting to that point, but <laughs> who <laughs> is this? Netflix and chill. <laughs> the first half of the message is, am I doing this right? Oh, there it goes. Okay, here we are. Um, <laughs> um, Alright, yeah, I'm going to um, uh, take a step outside then of the Magistrate's building. And, uh, oh, tr- it's the grounds itself. It's not just the building. Oh, how far? How long is it? You guys got a couple of blocks, like a block or so away. You know when that parade thing was there? Yeah, it takes a while. All right, well, I'll do it in the morning then. Um, Are we not going to their party tonight? I don't think they're going to their party tonight. Yeah. There's only three of them. You presume that there's more people involved. I mean... Okay, are we or are we not? I would like to go to bed if the answer is no. We should rest. There's no point in us going out into the city so late at night, especially under the cover of darkness when we were just att- assaulted. And we don't really know our way around yet. Correct. All right, you guys resting? Yes. Yeah. You already got to rest. You're not getting another one. But um, I, you all, um, you know, go to your various bedrooms and sleep or uh, go torpid however you do it. Not a lot of dreams here. It's restful. I mean, you know, it's a nice place. And you kind of all wake up slowly in the morning. Um, mid-morning. Light coming in. There's so much, like, so many windows just kind of beams in. There's a couple of tones that go off in the building for reasons you don't know, but they don't seem like an emergency. The Outside of everybody's doors, like a little rolling tray, well, floating tray, filled with the, the, the food cubes and such as you've gotten used to here. Different colors. Um, Alright, let's get up and get moving before they can mire us in procedure. You guys leave? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You march out, past the get out of the guest wing into the, the building proper. Yeah, there's people moving around. Uh, did you go by the desk? The attendant uh, like holds up a finger, like um, one moment, if you diplomats, if you don't mind. Yes, what um, can we do for you? She hands you a uh, a larger blue information uh, at your leisure. Would you, if you would care to peruse this, it is uh, uh, official. Oh, very much so. And uh, which guards? Uh, there's like a line of rather stern-looking people, like arrayed out. In fact, you don't know how they knew that you guys were leaving, but. Are we taking a guard? We would, uh, we would strongly encourage you to if you're going to move about the city. That won't be necessary. Are you certain of this? Certain. Yes. Very well. And then she, a little bing bong happens, and the six or eight, like, tough looking, like, they're not normal guards, men, like, the, you know, patrol around. They look like a, a little bit rougher characters. I would appreciate one stationed at the entrance of the Prince of Dawn at the docks. Oh, the, we already have. Perfect. But uh, I, I, we can increase, uh, and she in fact gestures to two of them and they head out. Do, uh, I can take this if no one else, alright. Um, I'm going to root around my bag and take out like the, the old rations from the obelisk and just set it on the counter and be like, very filling. <laughs> uh, oh, oh alright. And I'm just going to take the Are you order. leaving this for someone or... Uh, you can have it if you'd like. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. You're welcome. You guys leave. What should I call the thing? Uh, 
Like, I have. I'm doing this to make space. Oh, well, I didn't know that, so. Blue information or Was this for your thing, or was it just a general information? We haven't looked it, into it's it for yet. general, yeah. Yeah. I'm just, I offered to take it because I know uh, Verendra's pretty full up. Yeah. Um, you guys uh, leave. Uh, you, when you turn back to look as you exiting the door, and you see the lady, she's just got a piece of cloth and she's taken the thing and just dumped it. <laughs> Uh, and you're outside. Are you guys heading into the city? Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can. Which faction are we going to see first? Uh, I would recommend the Diplomats. The I don't th- like it, but I would recommend Diplomat? it. Diplomat? The Guild of Interlocution. The Socialite? Yes. Yeah. Uh. I bet they won't appreciate any gifts I give them either. Just like that woman. Hey, happy World War II rations are like basic. They also might be morning people, and most of them might be still asleep. Also, they're worried about food. They're worried about food. Oh, that's right, I forgot about that. You forget about that every time. I do, yeah. Um, <laughs> that just makes it even more perfect. <laughs> we can go to the guild, or I can try and hunt down this... <coughs> Or I can try and hunt down this assassin. Um, I have a feeling that... You shouldn't do that alone. Well, I assumed I wasn't going to be. We're not doing any of this alone. The social... If we don't all visit the diplomats, they will see it as a social faux pas. Um, With the sorcerers, probably also the same. Um, The denialists, we should not go individually to see, for safety's reasons. Okay, so we'll go to the diplomats first to get that out of the way. And then we can either go to the sorcerers right after that so that they don't get offended, because that seems like what's going to happen. Uh, go to the sorcerers right after that and speak to them, and hopefully we can gather some information from them that'll make it easier to... I assume you're walking and talking. Yeah. yeah. That'll make it easier to find uh, ARL 11.2. I'm curious, though. Sorcerers may be interested in how Q's marked. They may be able to help us find him. That's correct. They are even more people, like, gathered around like they were before. There's signs and stuff. And as you pass by the threshold of the sort of uh, protection of the magistrates, you get inundated with Indians, like, twice as much as before. Um, You can dismiss them as before. A lot of them are really insistent. There's, like, apologetics and, like, it's kind of wish-you-well stuff. I'll start responding to all of them. Thoughts and prayers. Well... (laughs) One of them hits you immediately, and you can't dismiss it. Uh-huh. It just hits your signature, and it just opens up in front of you, and it's just a, there's no text, it's just a floating image, there's a hand, a palish hand, holding a crystal goblet filled with blood, uh-huh. and it's slowly dripping into it, and it has this sort of, like, really, really intense resolution to it, uh-huh. and just, like, right into your uh, consciousness of it. There's no message attached to it. There's just a feeling of foreboding mm. that is strangely familiar to you. You mean no role in that. If Pelwin's saying hi. Vampire the Masquerade is running in Laconia, guys. Yeah, we met them. <laughs> no, they have their weapons. That's not vampire. Yeah, you, um, it's not exactly a recording, mm. but you make a, sort of a, a note of this because it doesn't last very long. Yeah, yeah it, it reminds you of home. Hmm. A little bit. Uh, 
I'm gonna send. Um, and there's a when it fades, there's a it's, it's a string of numbers. It's not mm -hmm. an address. It's just alphanumerics and then some symbols that. Uh, as you copied it, it came through there, and it's in your little like note of it. Mm. Uh, the other sendings, you're just going to start responding to. Sure. Them? All right. Um, there's about 300 of them. Okay. You're just going down the list. Yep. All right. Well, I'll get to you in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> taking off, taking off emails in the Google Glass. I don't expect the assassin would have hung around very long, but in the but we don't know how this. Um, finding him works. Would absolution just point you in a direction? Would it give you an image? I have faith that I can find the righteous path. <laughs> you what? You didn't say anything. Exactly. <laughs> About a third of them are sort of propositions. Uh -huh. There are an image with like a little bit of data on people. It's mostly like you know just tall Laconian, tall Laconian, tall Laconian uh -huh. guy in a vat. Uh, a woman made of clouds, uh -huh. three or four bestial formed people. Uh -huh. One is an artificed creation, uh, either like a golem made out of artifice, but it's very well, it's very smooth and it has features and everything. And they're all just like interested in meeting up. They're very polite, there's nothing gross about them. Sure. Then a third of them are just advertisements for like restaurants and shops and services that you don't quite understand what they are half uh -huh. of them and they're just inundating you and when you're letting them in they just kind of float in there like your old person with pop-ups and like sure. your, your toolbar for your browser is like 40 uh -huh. uh, lines deep i would just like to respond all to them um individually uh basically saying um you know whoever tried to assassinate has failed and the cowards are more than willing to try again um but we're not going anywhere and their attempts to scare us are fleeting. And, and so the last thirds of the methods are just people like worried and they're like sending you like notes of good wishes and things like that. A lot of them are embarrassingly sincere. <laughs> okay, so you want to let that no ride for that? Sure. Oh, actually, no. You, you got to give me an argument. You can have two feet. And he's slow, He's going slower than everybody else because you can see that he's doing something with the iconography. And this is taking all of your I'll attention. pull up maps and start directing us to the guild hall. I can... The uh, guild for what? For the, uh, the socialites. Um, oh, the interlocutors are well into the city. Like, uh, financial district, essentially. What's a seven? I can also use Explore to try okay. to get us there. You, you, you get the message across, but you're just good. it's going to take hours. Um, I uh, would like to try and do ascending to uh, Marigold's signature. Okay. Um, and just... Can I do that with basic iconography? Yeah. Okay. I'll make it really simple. It's probably, like... It, it, it's probably annoyingly simple. It'll just say... Great time last night. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. It is good to have allies in this place. If you'd seek true adventure, seek us out, though dangers be abound. Okay. You can give me a roll for it if you want. Okay. I'll do charm if that's okay. Yeah. Or invoke, I don't know if it's the if I if the invocation is hard. Charm or invoke so. Okay. I'll just do an invoke then. I feel like just the minute you hit send, she appears. Yes, <laughs> Ready to go. Let's go. Uh, for the invoke it is a fifteen. Yeah, you send out the message. It is pretty simple. Um, you get a reply and it's sort of a picture of her 
like in her full regalia <laughs> with like a, a fake backdrop of uh, well not fake there you know the wind's blowing and everything and trees and everything it's a Pan Am commercial from yeah and so, um and she's uh, it's like her wait message essentially or away message um but you know you've you've pinged her signature there okay hey uh, you get a couple there's a couple of come that come in uh, one from not from her for you that's the uh, the medical guy mm-hmm. who helped you out it says like uh that was very it was like it's crazy like that was very strange i hope you are well uh i'm a lilo for a while sorry <laughs> you don't know why he's telling you that um other than that nobody has any like a formal messages okay oh, because he's worried the angel of vengeance is going to judge him for being yeah. you know unworthy your uh, soldiers are with you of course okay oh my, yeah the four um yeah all right. Um, I would like to use Explore to try and navigate us there. Because, like, we have the, the map from Priscilla, but it's a little bit different. Yeah, Explore. What time is it, by the way? 9.15? No, yeah, 9.20. God, I'm tired. Hey. You can get us through all the crazy people. Maybe I should just offer to take them out to lunch and I'll just scare them off immediately. Feed them to your dogs. Turn them into new dogs. Uh, let's see. The first wind blew at my back and she'll guide me to what I seek. Mm-hmm. 21. Yeah, you had, uh, this time you go around Night City because every time you go in there you're distracted and it takes a long time. Um, make your way through uh, and things get more dense more industrial mm-hmm. all the tallest of the spires are start to like you're in the shadow of them now and even though it's like late morning mm-hmm. it's just kind of it's shady here the trees you know very artificially preserved of, like the the grass that was in your quarters um, lots of folks out just on general business and then a lot of the singing starts to fade away and there's a sort of background hum of iconography going on, millions of people doing it, objects that perform it, artifacts. You see, they're not dragons, they're just transporters, like floating in between the seas and defying like curved lines of just pure light that just follow along like tracks. There are signs for the uh, Undercity and the, the, uh, the lines underneath there for transport. You, you're weren't very you were never very far away from one of the underground uh, entrances and it's just a few more blocks this is now the furthest you've gone into the city okay. as we move I'll keep an eye on the Kyrger and make sure he doesn't fall behind while he's like busy. he's just staring in the middle distance doing something with his hands um, stop texting he's bumping into people selling hot dogs no there are no vendors out here as you get closer to the financial district it's incredibly clean there is a uh, security officer every block or so, just walking beats. Um, the, the, you know, it doesn't have roads like a modern city does. There are uh, artifice transports that fall along, but they're, they're above the crowd. So it's mostly pedestrian traffic. You Around the corner, there's an entrance to the underground there, and you see people filing in, going deep underground. And there are... Um, 
now you see like elevated roadways that sort of parallel the underground and people are just kind of moving across them real Jetson sort of style but they're on glowing panels of light and there's nothing underneath them um, the uh, you get looks everywhere you're going and there's fewer and fewer weirdos this part of the city uh, but it's, it's this is a long walk you, so you're at the underground so, you know it's about 15 minutes of walking before you got there uh, and you know that with your exploration and her, her map that this can send you deeper into the city a lot more quickly uh, if you're just walking it'll take you hours to get there yeah did we ever see what was on the blue orb? No, I was thinking we should save that for when we have time to look through it rather than traveling. I mean, we're... We're already moving a bit slower. I'll give you the blue orb, Brenda. Um, uh, okay, I can fill it up and review it. Okay. Uh, what role do you want me to use? No, you just... Well, oh. I'll get you in a second. Give me a no roll there. Nineteen. Okay. You, um, you've gone through dozens and dozens of these, uh -huh. and it's pretty exhausting. Uh -huh. So you're able to focus if you want to keep going and try to answer them all, but it'll be evening by the time you're done, and it's gonna, you know, it's gonna, it's like work essentially. Okay, I'll stop. Um, it's amazing how vapid. A lot of them were. Yeah. Uh, I'll for your convenience. There's a lot of there's the offers. Uh, there's the advertisements, and then there's the group of. I have no idea what they're talking. I have no idea what these are. Uh -huh. And some of them are real disturbing and weird. And then there's the one that you got immediately, which seemed like it's a different character. Uh -huh. um, okay. Yeah. You don't need to do it okay. uh, if you have you have like level level two or three, right? Uh, yeah, I'm level three. You can just open it up. Okay. Um, you're walking along and it blooms up and it's like this official magistrate and there's a crackling and you guys feel sort of static around you. It's like, oh, it has a little miniature sort of field and like the sending sort of stopped. Uh, they were slacking off anyway, but you were still getting mm -hmm. some. And now like in your little bubble, uh, it stops them all together. A lot of people are, because you're just moving through crowds, they just give you a wider berth than they were already. Nice. Um, and, but you get some looks they're hard to puzzle out what they are like people like you know looking at you as you go by that isn't oh look at those weirdos um it's something else can't okay. quite define it. it this is a list it's a official diplomatic forms and governmental like contracts and things there's a governing document that says like these are different strategies and offices under which you could operate in the magistrates if you decided to it will give you like um Authority over certain mm -hmm. things, you become in the employ uh, while still maintaining your diplomatic status. This is just dense, dense legalese. It's it's more distracting than what he was doing and more exhausting to go through right now. Uh, there's a bunch of proposals. Uh, there is a a pre pre uh, correspondence with the imperial court that has okay. come through. That is like this is you send it back for permission for them to see send back a preamble that is a preamble to. Got it. Got it. Yeah. yeah. That one seems like you could sign it, quote unquote, and just send it out. That's and you divide the ones that are like, okay, these these are them trying to control us or get us jobs or to allow us to operate under their authority in some different ways. Uh, there's one from Iro mm -hmm. that's similar to that. It's shorter, but it's under his auspices uh, of agency, which would give you so the bullet point the, the power that we give you. 
Yeah, but he's a, he's the, it's not confusing. It's like if you you'll be under his authority, but you'll have the ability to operate outside your affordance and things like that. But he's like, but if you do this, then you're in our employee while you're on the continent. Just yeah. let you know. I know you were not happy, but this is my job, and this is what I'm allowed. Um, okay, so the the ones that require like the quick signature, I will just do and send back. The rest, I will. Um I will just say, this is too much for us to, for me to even go through right now. A lot of this is um, contracts and paperwork regarding some of the requests that we put in and also attempts to um, join with a faction. And yes, so I, will, uh, so I will put it away and hand it back to Gwen. Um, and this this would be something I think that we would want to review in the privacy of our quarters. You hear music? Maybe with a guide. Um, like a block away. Um, and it's moving. And around the corner appears. It's just kind of a one-man band. Uh, he looks out of place. He, like, he'd, be, he'd be better off in the Night City. But uh, he's playing some kind of artificed musical instrument that floats in front of him. It, weird synth sounds and some drums from somewhere. People are annoyed with him. He's out of his element. And he just comes around. He sees weirdos, so he's just gutting for you guys. <laughs> so you're at the entrance of the underground. What do you guys want to do? Oh, is this where we need to go for the... It's just an option. You can take the oh, underground to get there. So we can either spend most of the day walking to, through the city to get to um, where they reside, or we can take the underground transportation. This wouldn't be the first time we've used the strange manner of... It's most likely some form of train underground. May as well. Kyoger is still recuperating. We should... That's fair. Do do we have uh, do we have money at this point? Did yes. they give us that as we left? We got notes. Yeah, uh, because you left so quickly, he wasn't able to give you physical nodes. So you got you guys checked your signatures and you got 10,000 each. Okay. Ah, okay. Uh, I, I'd like we to get do... that to our inventory, or yes, is that like... I, no, I, just put it in your notes, because it doesn't... Okay. Yeah, I, I have a notes section of money. Same. Uh, I would like to send two nodes to the one-man band guy playing. Oh, yeah, his signatures. It's not... It, you haven't seen this before. It's a signature that isn't bugging you, but it's just kind of ambient. <laughs> and... and, and he, it, they they go immediately and he like he plays he changes the song it's something much more old fashioned he's gesturing towards something that might possibly be considered like from the forgotten continent filtered through like generations of separation uh, oh the last music of the Indies yes <laughs> I um this is a, this is a, a this is a, a, a great troubadour named Michael Jackson <laughs> who walked upon the moon. <laughs> Can I uh, send him a my remembrance of the song that the revolutionaries used okay? to sing back on Goody, are you okay? back on the continent? <laughs> That'll take some more. Like uh, I'll give you a choice of no or invoke there. Okay. Um, I will try and uh, send him the song. Because there's, it's like, is it, hey, there's a song I know that goes like this. Is it the song itself, or is it the sound, like, written Is out? it you trying to sing or the song? Or you trying to sing the song? <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll yeah, try and send him, like, some uh, form of the song, The Lay of the Green Lady. Okay. 
Signature, you know, you can see the number. It's more like you feel it, but you know exactly what it is. Mm -hmm. There's a uh, space for other numbers. Mm -hmm. You don't know what they're, they're. They don't even have a zero. They're just. It feels like space. They're in red. There's a number three, and no unit attached to it. Mm -hmm. You don't know where what it is. In my bank. Yeah, in your personal account. Um, so I have three red. Mm-hmm. I will, uh, I got an 18. Okay, yeah, you, uh, he, now he's going very slowly, and the guy, he's, like, playing nearby, and you're near the entrance to the underground, and half of you are huge, and so people are just rooting around you. They're not saying, hey, I'm walking here, but they, it's kind of got that attitude. Um, so they're all rooting around you, and they're, they're backing up, and the, and the troubadour's there, he's playing the music and doffing his hat. Uh, he's got a set of artificed arms that are attached to some sort of harness around him that are doing some percussion underneath the floaty keyboard thing. It's mostly just keys sitting there in the air with uh, artifice around them. And yeah, you it's the words and some sort of... Uh, it, it, you don't have any musical notation, so it's just sort of the impression of the song you sing to him. There's a pause, and he's like... Thank you so much, Diplomax. Oh. And he begins to play it. Mm -hmm. uh, let's see. EDM green sleeves. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's trying his best. Keep it funky. But then he gets into it, and yeah, and suddenly the through line of the melody gets through, and he's just struck with nostalgia. And. Uh, Melancholy, because it ain't exactly the happiest song in the world. No. And uh, he, he begins to play it, um, and then it comes to an end. You see a few other people like moving around him, um, who like nod, and you know that they're sending him money. But he's like, "I won't keep you any longer, honored guests. Try to keep safe." It's a long stairwell that leads down into the underground. It's lit by glow lamps that are, you know, there's no handrails or anything. They don't, they don't muck around with that kind of shit. Here. If this is the transportation, will the three of you, especially you two, fit? I'm not concerned considering they have others here that are not of standard size, but we shall see. A couple of. Uh, Security officers, guardsmen appear. It's like up this way. Thank you. Let me lead you down. All right. I will follow. Are these transportation security officers or like? Yes. Okay. They've obviously gotten word that you would be here. Cool. And they lead you, and so it gives you enough space. In fact, the whole part of the stairwell, which is very broad, is cleared out as you go down, and uh, the flow of traffic. Uh, it goes down. There's a transom, and you know. It turns into a ramp that opens up to a broad space with columns that go into an arched uh, gray-silver space. It's a lot cleaner than the subway. Uh, there are some shops and things that sort of line it. And then an open space with um, demarcations of, for safety, just red uh, 
it looks like stone just inlaid that shows and you're kind of you just got off the landing and you see uh almost soundlessly like uh oval like um rounded pods that come in like a train but they 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 have no physical connection to it. it's like it's mostly just the rushing of air as they come in and they stop almost immediately without any kind of uh, breaking at all and you see through rounded almost like it looks a little bit like a plane fuselage you know mm -hmm. but with rounded uh, ends with windows in them you see just people bored and standing in there uh, the whole half that's facing in the the landing just dissolves away and you've seen this before on the dragons it makes the stairs and people just file out there's about 10 links of them and then everybody else is there's no tickets or anything else and you there's a, a map on one of the columns that just shows you the lines and there's a designation on there you, you give me a note on that to figure that part out though or you give me an explore but it's it's well outside your wheelhouse here yeah uh, can i also get an explore on the map sure 18. okay Are you a helper? Uh, no. Seek out the darkest corners of the forest? No. Uh, the first wind blew at my back and shall guide me to that which I seek. No. Okay. Fuck it, why not? Ten. Of course. Now. Um, 16. Okay. 18. Alright. So that helps. Uh, you get three, you get two. And that puts you at... Uh, 23. Okay. You find your station, and it's just, this, it looks like an arteries just going throughout the city. It's incomprehensibly weird. I this, imagine it's more like Berlin's tr uh, city map. Yeah, and this isn't artifice. This is just, on, it, there's a clear crystal and then mm -hmm. a, a real sort of vellum map or something underneath mm -hmm. it. And it's lit through artifice. Uh, and there's things glowing on it. And there's also like smudges and things like that. And, and the remnants of graffiti. Uh, you know where you are. And you, okay, there's the financial district here. And you could take three or four different trains. You don't quite understand how to get there. Uh, it's not this train. It, uh, the nearest one that you think will get you there is, is two trains now, so you're like five or ten minutes. Okay. Everybody gets back on that one. And it's like, and then once they're on and the the sides reform, it just like. Is there a transportation security officer nearby? Yeah, there's uh, there were ones down here anyway, and the ones that led you. Uh, one of them stays behind. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know how quite to read your maps. Can you tell us exactly what train we need to take to get to the financial district? Uh, lower financial or upper? I check my map. Lower financial or upper? Almost certainly upper. Yeah. It seems like that's where they okay. are. Upper. Upper financial. Uh, Emerald 9. Okay. It'll be... 20 minutes at least. Thank you. There's a, like I said, shops lining all the way, and probably like, it might turn into residential or lead into what they call the undercity. There's signs for that. So, what are you guys doing while you're waiting for the subway? Wandering to a shop. Okay. <laughs> Who wants to go shopping? Can, you, can we fit into the shops, actually? Now, they do, there are, a lot of shops are selling food. They just don't build themselves that exact way. It's mostly wrapped bundles and things like Got that. Got it, okay. Beverages are a little bit more above board than you. In fact, you go past little columns of essentially public drinking fountains, mm -hmm. but they're all sealed up. You see a little ki kid, one of the first children you've seen here, by the way. Mm -hmm. In fact, 
one of maybe four. Mm-hmm. And he's with his mother, and he goes up to it, does something with the iconography, a panel slides, and like a little tube appears, just like your sinks, a little bit clunkier looking. And he holds a cup, and then like reddish fluid goes into it, and, and, and he holds it and is drinking it. And she's like, cover it up. And he does a thing, and so it's just like a little tube coming off of it, and he's being discreet as he, as he walks away. He waves at yeah, He waves at you because you're a dragon. I wave back. Um, everybody, you can feel the crowds and the press of them. They know who you are, and they know you know that they know who you are. Like, there's this feeling of, we're not going to bother the famous people, but we know who they are, and yeah. I don't need to go shopping. I'm going to glad him. What do you mean? I'm going to go play, say hello to the people, say hello to our fans. Oh, okay. I, I won't say sign some autographs, but like, shake hands and um, talk to people. Give me a charm. Sure. What are you doing? Uh, just walk into the shop. There's one a little bit ways down that <clears throat> is... It, at first it's hard to see because it's just... Some of these are open, some are not. This, uh-huh. have, this has a door and a window. Yeah. And it doesn't have like a name designation. It's just kind of sitting there. When you go in, you see, like, okay, there's shelves with books uh-huh. and scrolls. But then things like boxes, almost like PC cases, and... Obelisk standing around. There's a counter, and there's like cubes, and then a whole rack of those informational spheres under the crystal of the counter itself. Uh-huh. There's a bored teenager. It's hard to tell. Uh-huh. Uh, a young woman sitting at the counter, just hands on. He's like, "Oh, hi!" And then uh-huh. she finally looks out the window for the first time in a while, and uh-huh. she sees him out there, like shaking hands with people. Where'd you get him at? Five. Okay, they're terrified. <laughs> <laughs> the little kid, once he his mom has drug him away, he he's broken away from her. He's come in and he he uh, shakes your hand. He's just an awestruck. And there's other a few other people are trying. They're polite, but they don't want to stop. And you've just got to circle around if you're trying to talk to them, and they're not really okay. You don't see a single weirdo among them. Nobody with any like artifice change to their essence or anything like that barely any difference in their hairstyle and they're humans and you're not a human so it's hard to tell like sex apart or anything they're just tall business like people uh, I'll pass the kid an acorn so, thank you what do I do with it plant it in the earth okay she catches up with him grabs his hand apologizes and he's like it's fine <laughs> uh, I will in fashion of that I've seen humans do to each other, compliment her on the raising of her child and that she has raised a fine young child, because I can't tell the sex of the child. It's a boy, but um, she's... Uh, th- thank you. I'm sorry to keep you there. Come along. And she drags him away. They disappear into the crowd. So, the Gwen and you three, what are you guys doing? Y'all been quiet. Um, is there an antique store? Yeah, there's some that are selling, like, um, this place is a little away from most of the tourist areas, but there's some that are selling, there's one that's clearly a toy store, mm-hmm. and it's probably where the little kid came from, or nearby, and it's right next to his stationery or informational store, uh, and it's just got knickknacks and strange toys that you just really don't even know what they are. They're glowing, there's sounds coming from them, 
there's a couple of little kids and they're playing with floating orbs and what look like you know birds of fire that are drifting over their heads it smells like candy in there um, yeah so the woman at the counter mm-hmm. can I help you? yes what do you sell here oh various stationary informational structures uh, we have a decent enough library uh, a lot of tour information she points to a little you know those things at a bus station when you see the little uh, yeah. folded it's like that but they're just little uh, oblong silvery bits of crystal mm-hmm. sitting in holders what kind of information do you sell well I mean do you like travel sure we have a whole travel section she brings up a rack of three informational spheres Okay. Do you like cheese? Those are three, <laughs> three, three nodes each. This is about the southern continent. This one is about travel uh, near the unfettered lands. Uh-huh. It's very popular. And uh, these two are in the, in the city itself uh-huh. and uh, historical sites. Yeah, I'll buy all three. Oh, okay. oh 12? Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. And uh, when you got it, came into the store, now you're really noticing it. There's like that polite signature of the store itself so it makes it super easy to just pay money uh-huh. and, and she puts them in a like a tube almost like a pringles can <laughs> made out of like thin metal and she was like well th- thank you very much no problem i, I heard about what happened uh-huh. it's good to see that you not let it keep you away from the city yeah we are a resilient bunch oh okay we don't let the cowardly attempts in our lives thwart our Investigation. Oh, oh, good to know. <laughs> We're also out of place here. Yeah. Uh, Brenda will actually go into the toy store and look around, and she will ask the attendant at the counter, um, or any attendant she sees, um, if she were to make a purchase, would they be able to deliver it somewhere? Well, thank you. I was forgetting that. Yeah. There's... Um, a few children and a couple of obvious store employees, but they're just wearing like smock-like jumpsuits mm-hmm. with a designation on them, and they look harried. This place isn't too busy, but it's busy enough. Yeah. But behind the counter, clearly in charge with another smock on, is what looks like a goat. Okay. It's got bluish silver arms and legs with silver at the joints and uh, clear gem eyes that glow white. And it's I'm immediately attracted to the eyes. Yeah, and it's sitting there. It's got a space, that, a suggestion of a face. It's uh, about as tall as a Laconian, and it's sitting there like, oh, welcome. Uh, and your designation was Vor. Vor yeah. Vor. Would you like to peruse our youthful entertainments? Yes, I have um, two little ones that I am interested in purchasing for. They are of a pre-adolescent age, mm. and I would like to know first if I may make the purchase that I could have them shipped to their home. Oh, but of course. There will be a small fee depending on the distance, but I happen to know that you are not that far away. And they're like, and the whole front of the, obviously for you know, upselling people, the whole front of the counter 
is designed to just produce that mist where you have like a desktop space, mm-hmm. and it's a picture of the Prince of Dawn, and uh, yes, exactly, and a picture of Tall up here, uh, and uh, it says like a young Tall is it? Yes. Then if uh, another frame appears, goes static, flits off. Hmm? Oh yes, the other one is not quite human. Oh, uh, I can sympathize. Hmm. Would you? Does he have a more active sword? And then images of like fake swords and things like that, but not like the LARPers, because <laughs> they're using real weapons, as far as you can tell. These are essentially like lightsabers, and then the little kids fighting with them. And like when one of them gets hit, his hair turns color, so you know, <laughs> like when you get yes. Um, and then there's weird ball games that you can't like oh lacrosse but with liquid light or and and then there's like board game type things and three dimensional go you know the, the the pieces just float up in the air and you see little two tastefully nerdy kids playing with it <laughs> you see the prices on those and some of them are pretty high um, so what would he be interested in? Probably something a little more um, simple. Probably you see on his smock, mm-hmm. it's just the number 957. I'm just trying to pick you like Raya the Last Dragon in the KB Toy Store. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, you just, you've had to sort of weave your tail, your body in, in down one aisle to be, because you can't have it sticking out the door. Uh, and it's not a huge store. Um, probably something a little bit more simple. Um, our culture is not nearly as technologically developed as yours, and I don't want something that will overwhelm them. Oh. Hmm. So then he thinks for a moment and brings up, it's a set of blocks that are all clear, and you see just little children's hands, but not the rest of their bodies taking them, and they put them together. They're kind of like Legos, but they glow in certain ways when you put them, and they'll stay together. Mm -hmm. It's like, yes, construction-wise, every child wants those. It's uh, 400. <laughs> it's 18. Money's not real. Um. We just buy it. Just accept it. Obviously, you don't have to. You just, you know. Actually, um, I will go ahead and accept it and purchase it. Delightful. So you just sign on it, mm-hmm. money disappears, it pings the signature of the store, and uh, a bored adolescent comes in, sees you, uh, it's ha- has a wrapped package. It's just actually wrapped in paper. It's good to see something uh, that they already prepared, puts it on the counter, and uh, 957 says, and if you could reinventory the new stock, he's like, got it. Hmm. Hmm. So you bought the informational things. Are you getting anything else? Yeah. Okay. Um. Uh, is there like a secluded area of this train station? Sure. Like if you go down a little bit, it opens up into a little quad with essentially picnic tables that are just kind of floating there. Okay. Nobody's eating, but they are hanging out, reading, doing business. 
referencing yeah I'd like to just uh, wherever there's like somewhere no one's really paying a lot of attention to me somewhere kind of quiet and shadowy just use iconography to uh, on a wall draw a symbol of an arrow uh, and it kind of goes down and creates uh, the number three and has some little stylistic things. It's just like a Gwen was here type deal. And okay. just put it on the You're graffitiing the subway? Mm-hmm. You mean those? <laughs> well, you always start on the outskirts of town before you become a real graffiti. Twelve. <laughs> yeah, you, um, you're in a secluded spot of like a few tables in, and there's only like four people in the other ones anyway. It's shadowy, it's just silvery metal like it's like up against the wall there's no decorations on it or anything it just kind of ends uh everything is lit sort of with ambient light there's a couple of glow lamps around and it's behind a column you look up and you see the little uh eyes there's a, a few here um and they're you can tell that they have a pretty good view of the area but behind the column there's a spot so, yeah, right, right there I'd like to draw like a very stylized arrow using, With the iconography? Using the iconography, All right, yeah. that's an invisible That would have been what I was going to do Come on, take a shit in the middle <laughs> No, it's just no, open, a, open a gate to the labyrinth and then leave Okay Jesus Yeah, yeah. there's a problem you can deal with Nine Okay, yeah, it's it's a little cruder than you wanted But you you put it in there Now, when you do this you could make it anonymous, where it has no connection to you, or you could do like all those sendings where anybody looked at it would know who did it. Of course, it's graffiti. I'll make it anonymous, but at the same time, like it, the design is such that who the fuck else would it be? Right. Okay. Yeah. There's just a little, just little, like frism of uh. It's anonymous, but you signed your name. <laughs> yeah, basically. Just a little morsel of excitement. It's like, yeah. Yeah. Take that. <laughs> cool. Galzareth. I, I'm I'm just trying to avoid people and wait for the train. I don't think there's anything around here that I particularly want to see. I'm probably musing about like the I'll probably watching the crowd to make sure that no one's sneaking up with a giant dagger or anything like that. Give me those. The pawn shop. I only got a four. Will there be anything else? Yeah. But How much is the light sword? Oh, it is a set, and it's like uh, six hundred. You see, they uh, it has a it moves away from the kids playing with them, and it just shows them out. It's a, yeah, silvery metal with it looks like a lightsaber but with a hilt. Yeah, and it has various settings, and it's like the lines of instructions, and it's like yeah, these are for older kids, like ten to fourteen or so. Or their numbers are different. Yeah, yeah. It goes like um, fourteen to twenty. Right, okay. Because that would be their pre-adolescence. Yeah, but you translate that, and um, yeah, they have all these features to them. They're all artifice, of course. And there's a there's a stamp of approval on the Department of Safety on it, and that's an iconography that is very official, and it's obviously part of the government. And now that you see it, you've noticed it in a lot of different places. It's very discreet, but it's over like near lights. It was it's all around here in the Department of Transportation, the, the transport. It's like they have a certain amount of oversight, clearly. Yes. I would also like to purchase this as well. Very well. And then you do that, mm-hmm. so. And, uh, you hear, got it! <laughs> kid comes out and he's rapping, uh, it's like a crystalline tube that, uh, these, the swords, they're in these sheaths with, uh, something clear around them, puts them in the crystalline tube, and it has a, 
a lid on it when it does it kind of shrink wraps but solidly around it <laughs> and with a fook, and then you see a little kid walk by like oh and leaves steps over your tail and leaves the store and they present it to you thank you um and both of these can be shipped to the prince of dawn oh yes if you could just uh assign delivery um i will do so yeah it's a little thing and you, the, the prince of dawn kind of glows <coughs> it gets more animated well it should be within the day I appreciate your service. Yeah, they put the packages up there. Um, I will at this point send a sending to Ilgok to expect two packages um, from the store location addressed to Lena and Paul. Yeah, you do. Um, takes a moment, but you get another one. It's like, uh, yes, th- that yes. <laughs> Not even in text. <laughs> <laughs> what do I? Okay. <laughs> Did she want anything? <laughs> a few minutes later, uh, a few trains have gone by, and they're colored like it's obvious what their designations are. And the uh, emerald one comes in. I think that's what I said. Emerald yeah. nine, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Comes in. Everybody's sort of outside of the shops, or you're wandering back, like, yeah, <laughs> take that, man. Uh, and it opens up. Not a lot of people get off, but this is your train. I purchased. Um, some items for... Are you getting on the train? Yes. yes. <laughs> so that they can have something to do while we're about. That seems class. When you get on the train, um, they're just pods. So, like, one will hold, like, 10 or 15 people, and then another one will... But when you get on one, you can see down all of them. Like, it's undifferentiated. And there's not even any doors. You don't know how this works. But there's signage that says, like, for, uh... uh it's very it's very euphemistic for non-standard passengers please move to the accommodations in the rear and in the rear there's like the last pod there's like no chairs it's just a lot more space uh there's nobody there but they clearly mean you two it's Mm -hmm. and uh, there are people moving in and you pack into the train for gigantic monsters. Will we all fit, fit back in that car? Yeah. I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll yeah. make my way to the back of the car. Then once again, we get our own car to ourselves. Well, I do. This is a new yeah. You really have to crouch down. But luckily, the conians are tall. It's just you still have to crouch yeah, down. Usually, I'm agile enough to fit wherever I needed to be. Instinctively, you draw your tail and stuff in so it's not in between the two pods because you feel like that's a problem. And in fact, when the train starts to go, that, that part that separates them darkens and so you can see oh it just looks like you're looking down on the ground and then it powers up and then you're you're off at crazy speeds that you don't feel at all there's no wind or anything you just know you're moving uh-huh. and within about five minutes it stops opens up and you're on a pretty much identical uh station but there's far more people and it's louder and you see lights the dancing around out of the financial district and that's where i'll come Never After was created, designed, and written by Adrian McLear. This podcast is produced and edited by Grace Skelton. Our music is Shimmering Lights by Punch Deck. You can find a link to their Patreon and Spotify page in our description. Thank you so much for listening, and we can't wait for you to hear the rest of our adventure.